Why, hello there. Hello. This is Pastor Jonathan Montes. Welcome to Diversity on a Hill. Wow, you're really diversing this. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to do a little bit more NPR style. Does it work? Uh, sure. We'll have to see what our listeners say when they reach out to us at diversityonahill at gmail.com and, and see what they say. Diversity with a C. Lovely. I love your uh, clarification there. Yeah, yeah. We need to make sure we're clarifying. Now, I don't like this at all. <laughs> I need the energy. That's all good, baby. Go ahead. Give all us right. some energy. Hey, listen. Welcome back to the podcast. This is episode two. Numero dos. Numero dos. Yes. And this is our uh, two friends sharing diverse thoughts on diverse topics, striving for unity. That is what we're trying to do with this podcast. That's right. Topics and subjects. Same word. That's right. Now, we want to go over real quickly with on our ground rules here, because we have ground rules. Here they are. Respect, openness. Don't jump to conclusions, or what's the, the way you like to put it? Oh, uh, assumptions are not welcome. Assumptions not welcome. And the second one, mistakes are welcome. Allow mistakes. And the last one is growth we want to grow together and part of that growth we want to talk about something that we want to do from now on on this podcast we want to pray (laughs) so guess what we didn't pray last one right we prayed before we started recording and then we realized after the fact that we didn't pray during uh but we will be praying uh because we understand that our power comes uh from prayer and really we're not going to be able to to achieve our our goal of unity uh, without uniting under one banner under Christ. Yeah, so, we wanted to include you in that prayer. Absolutely. So how about we just take a moment here and let's do a quick word of prayer. Let's do it. All right. Dear gracious and heavenly Father, Lord, you are an awesome God, a God of love, a God who's communicated with us through all our history. Lord, we just pray that our hearts and minds will be open, that your Holy Spirit will communicate with us as we communicate with each other and with the people listening to this podcast. We want to be open to your leading. And we pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right, man. Here we go. What are we going to talk about today? Aww. Oh, wait, before we do that, yeah, yeah, yeah. we got to have a little musical interlude uh, so they can you know, get accustomed to our nice jam. All here. right. Let's take a break right here. All right, PJ, we're on the hill. All right. What are we talking about today? Well, this is going to be interesting. Black Lives Matter. Bum, bum, bum. That's right. That is, uh, those three words have caused maybe a little bit of controversy. I don't know. What do you think? What do you, what do you feel when you hear those words? I say, wait, oh. don't shut down just yet. Okay. Because as soon as people hear Black Lives Matter... This is, again, part of our ground rules. Don't assume. Don't run into any uh, rabbit holes right now. Okay. We just want you to take a, take a moment. Take a deep breath. Mm-hmm. I just took a swig of water. Okay, that help, works. Help me with that. <laughs> and then, now that you're open-minded, just say, hey, hang with us mm-hmm. for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Hear us out. And you're going to have a chance to go ahead and reach out. Again, 
diversity on a hill with a c, with a c. at gmail.com all right so that way you can let us know what you're thinking if you have any questions any clarifying questions just go ahead and reach out and let us know so when you think black lives matter that was a question you asked me yes. what comes to mind what comes to your mind immediately when i say black lives matter riots really huh okay protest oh really okay division really and and here's why i say really curcio because i know that you are passionate about racial issues mm-hmm. we've had conversations off the air i mean with our friendship about these things that's right and you are also black yes so my uh if I weren't a part of this podcast, my assumption would be that those would be those would not be the first words out of your mouth when you hear Black Lives Matter. Well, that's the image. Okay. Okay. The image that I see okay. is everything that's been happening with Black Lives Matter. Mm. And now what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to look at it from different perspectives, not just my own. No, no, no. Well, what's your perspective? My perspective when, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. when so I hear Black Lives Matter. When you hear Black Lives Matter and you're not... I don't know in a group. It's just it was just you. Okay, how's this? Do you remember the first time you heard it? Yes. Okay, tell me about that. When I heard Black Lives Matter. Yeah, for the first time. Like, do you kind of remember your first initial? Because I'm going to be honest about my first initial experience. All right, I'll mine want... was it's about time. Really? And let me not let me keep the expletives out of it. Okay, all right. Yes, we are <laughs> so, a Christian podcast. That's right. All yes, right. we are. Yeah, yeah. So it was like, it's about time that we started having an open conversation about this. Okay. Right. So my concept is yes. And and, and I know, and I know that, that again, we're being honest. This is where Mm -hmm. these conversations go. But my point is this, all lives matter. Mm -hmm. They do. Under Christ, he came to save everybody. Mm -hmm. He died for everybody. Mm -hmm. He created everybody. Mm -hmm. So my mentality is yes, all of the lives matter. And any argument that comes with that. Well, let's not bring that out yet. That's, okay, that's so, a different, that comes later. All right, right, that's okay. But I'm just saying, like, <laughs> you're asking me all the things that came yeah, yeah. through my mind, right? So that, that was one of those things. Okay. Like, I see all of these things. Obviously, I see it through the lens or the perspective of Christianity. Mm-hmm. So my, my first thought is, it's about time that we have this open conversation about this. Mm-hmm. Because the way people were being treated, the way blacks, I, am being treated, mm-hmm. not all the time, mm-hmm. right? I've had these experiences, though. Mm-hmm. The idea is, finally, let's address the elephant in the room, Mm -hmm. which is one of my favorite things. It's like, let's not keep assuming. Let's not keep just seeing things through my own perspective. Let's have a conversation with those who are experiencing it. Mm -hmm. But let's address that elephant. Okay. And my thing is, it's about time that we're having these conversations. And now the question is, now that we're having the conversations, where do we go from here? Okay. All right. Yeah. That's all good stuff. I like it. Now, here's, once again, we, in the spirit of openness, yes. which is our number two, in no specific order, but our number two. It's a ground of, rule. Yeah. It's one of our ground rules. Um, I want to be open about when I first heard it. Sure. Heard it. This was when Travion. Trayvon Martin. Yeah. Martin. This mm-hmm. was during that, that time. Now he was the young, young man in Florida, right? Yep. Now that was, I am a Florida boy born and raised in Florida. So when I heard this, I was like, oh, okay. There was kind of special interest. I don't know why, but anyways, so I, I took notice of this story. And I think that this uh, phrase and movement started 
as kind of out of this event. Yeah, six years ago. Yeah, okay. So in all openness, when I heard it, I did not have that same response, which is interesting. We're both Hispanics, Mm -hmm. but this is where I feel like our upbringing kind of makes things different and where we can have kind of these conversations. I'm talking about the first time I heard this phrase, not the most recent, so please know this. But the first time I did heard it, I cringed a little bit. Okay. I really did. Uh, Because it didn't come to my mind, like, finally, we're talking about this. I was, you know, in the 80s and 90s, I I was born with this. There's always been racial tension. You know, there was the things uh, with, um, what's his name? Oh, it's it's escaping me. King. Um, Martin Luther King Jr.? No, 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 no. No, the guy who got beat by the cops in the 80s. Oh, Rodney King. Rodney King, yes. I was, you know... Very influential. I watched a lot of that stuff. And, you know, the OJ cases, that was very racial. And so there's always been this kind of racial tension Mm -hmm. throughout history. Obviously, it's been there. Uh, But when I first heard this, I got to be honest, I cringed a little bit. And then I heard someone response say, all lives matter. And I was like, yeah, they do all have, all lives do matter. Why are they kind of saying this and and separating themselves? That was my initial thought, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, and it was probably fair. my thought for a few weeks until I, I kept re- reading and I I read more behind what they were saying. And when I listened to the conversation that people were having, um, it did change my mind. But I'll be honest, my first response was not, it's about time. It was, well, this guy's saying, all, this other person saying all lives matter. Yeah, that makes sense. As a Christian, that's what I believe. All lives matter. So why are we separating ourselves and why bring that up is because that is still a very valid not valid it's still very much a reaction to many people when they hear the black lives matter yes and again you know one of the things that really gets on my nerves Mm -hmm. is when people filter the bible through their political views what? Who does that? Stop it. <laughs> All right. So, so, so follow me. With what this. do you mean by that? Yeah. As a Christian, uh-huh. we should filter everything through the lens of the Bible, mm. even my political views. Mm. But oftentimes what ends up happening is my culture, I let my culture, my traditions mm. influence how I interpret the Bible. Okay. And I think that this is part of why we, we set the ground rules where we're talking about being respectful, mm-hmm. where we're talking about being open-minded and being honest, right? Mm-hmm. And giving you an opportunity to use your voice and speak, right? And 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 the concept is uh, we don't want to assume. And the other thing is we're going to make mistakes. So we want grace in that, in that right? And then we want to grow together. This is the whole point, why we came up with these ground rules for our conversations, understanding that we are going to run into circumstances where we're not going to fully agree. But I'm saying if we could stand on the platform if we could stand on the field, that level field, right, at the foot of the cross, mm-hmm. where everyone, we start with the, the idea that everyone mm-hmm. is a child of God. It doesn't matter where you're from. doesn't matter how you look. It doesn't matter what your experience is. doesn't matter what your culture is. You are still a son and a daughter of Jesus Christ. Then we can have conversations where, where uh, they're uplifting, where we're going to grow together, um, not continue to divide, but unify, which is why we're saying we're two guys. Right. Two good friends trying to have an honest and open conversation or, you know, looking at diverse thoughts with on diverse subjects. Mm -hmm. But we're striving for one thing and that's unity. We're striving for unity. Yeah. And and, and that that's beautiful. 
And I, I wish that everyone did that, but not everyone's doing that. Nope. 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 And so that's why we're having this conversation. Is, yep. And, and why, I sh- why I like the fact that we actually had a different response to the first time we heard this. So now let me ask you your reaction to when you hear someone say, all lives matter. Like your gut reaction, not your pastorly reaction, because we're trying to have a conversation. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, Go ahead. Honest listen, I know. Yeah, I want your honest conversation, your honest reaction to when someone sits or when you hear on the news, because it's different when you, maybe you're a pastor and you, it's one of your own uh, come to you. Like I said, we definitely treat people differently when we know them. Mm-hmm. But when you're on, let's say, maybe you're searching through the internet and someone say all black, black lives matter and someone says, no, all lives matter. What's your gut reaction? Your initial reaction when you heard Black Lives Matter. Okay. I cringe. Okay. Like it makes it, 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 what it's telling me is you're dismissing mm-hmm. that idea. Like you're not taking the moment to listen to understand, which we said was part of the whole open minded part of it, right? Mm-hmm. Where you don't listen to respond. That sounds like, all right, you're taking that position and I'm taking this position. All right, l- l- let me play the other side though. Sure, play it. Because I feel like the other side feels the same way. Like why are you saying all, all I mean, Black Lives Matter? You're not listening to our side. You know, they basically throw it back at you. Yeah, we understand that black lives matter. We just think all lives matter and are just as important. Why don't you acknowledge that? Well, it's evident. And, and mm-hmm. they're going to go ahead and, and say that, right? Mm-hmm. But here's, here's the idea. If you look at the journey, mm-hmm. right? Let's, let's go simple, simple. Let's go to elementary school. And specifically, let's go to social studies. Mm-hmm. There's a slant Mm-hmm. on the story sure on top of that slant on on the historical stories right mm-hmm. that we're getting from childhood i grew up in the states all right i've been to uh, to school in this in the school system here all my life basically mm-hmm. right so the idea is we can note we can see that mm-hmm. here's another one it wasn't till i don't know the exact exact dates or time right so don't quote me on this this is one of those i'm just using blanket statement here but the idea is this. How often did you see diversity on screen? Um, I'm not I'm not I'm not sure. I and and here's the thing, and perhaps this is the way I was raised. It was something I did not look for. Now, why didn't I look for it? I mean, maybe that's the question I should be asking myself, but it's not something where I was like, huh. So so here's here's so so, so I'm gonna I'm gonna play both sides here for a quick moment, if okay. that's all right with you. So the idea is there wasn't a whole lot of diversity on screen. Mm-hmm. All right. You, you saw one race and most of the time it was a Caucasian race. Mm-hmm. OK, so so you, you, you keep watching, you keep seeing what's happening. And then eventually uh, black entertainment comes on, mm-hmm. you know, BET, mm-hmm. you know, all these things trying to highlight. Hey, look, we need to just highlight these other um, races that mm-hmm. are happening. Right. Um, you get the Telemundos and the Univision mm-hmm. talking about the Latin culture. Right. Mm-hmm. Because America's supposed to be a melting pot. Mm-hmm. Like this is what we say. You know, it's not supposed to be. It's what it is. Right. But then the idea was you weren't catching a lot of this. Right. So so you look at that perspective and you're saying right now it's a brainwashing of sorts. But not I want to I don't I want to give the benefit of the doubt that it wasn't intentional. And then the people who make the statement, well, I grew up not seeing color, mm-hmm. then you must be colorblind because it's evident that we have different colors, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? So, so the idea is we don't want to, and, and look, let me, let, me, let me call myself out here. This is just honest conversation, right? Mm-hmm. I used to be that guy who would say, I don't see color. I just see people, mm-hmm. right? 
But no, God is a God of color. Just look at the look at nature. Mm-hmm. It's a bunch of different colors, bunch of different flowers, right? He's a creative God that is very diverse in his ways, right? So the idea is that was not the way that history was taught to us. This was not the way that um, that was portrayed uh, in the media, mm-hmm. right? And the idea is what we wanted. What when people say, "Hey, all lives matter." Well, nobody said that they didn't. Mm-hmm. All we're saying is, hey, black lives matter as well. Mm-hmm. And that and that's kind of the, the whole uh, premise. Like when it comes to me hearing other people wanting to come to the, uh, I guess, not offensive, but but to debate it. It's like we want to feel appreciated and seen and heard just as well. All right. I, I, I hear you. I hear you. Now, I'll, I'll be honest. Like I said, the first time I heard All Lives Matter, it made sense to me. Okay. I'll be honest. It just made sense to me. As, once again, but as I heard it, you know, it was, you know, within a couple weeks or months, I was like, oh, okay, it makes sense. I see what they're trying to say here. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I got the messaging. However, not everyone got the messaging because maybe they're not having these conversations. Now, when I hear All Lives Matter, I cringe to no degree mm-hmm. because it is... It is turned into an a fight starter, an argument starter. Yes. It, it hasn't been like, oh, Black Lives Matter. Well, let's have a conversation. Oh, Black Lives Matter. No, all lives matter. And and so now it's it's more of this kind of way to fight back. In a in a sense. Exactly, and this takes me back to my earlier statement. Mm-hmm. It's political now. Well, what? Okay. Okay. I mean, I don't want to go there. I mean, I don't want to necessarily go there. I don't mind going there. What I'm saying is that what isn't political right now? (laughs) I get it. I get it. Well, but but here's my point. Here's my point. Because it got usurped into the political realm. Now I go back to my original statement. Mm -hmm. It drives me mad. Okay. When people filter their Christianity through their political views. Oh yeah, it's one of my pet peeves. So 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 I'm saying here, hey. The the statement mm-hmm. of all lives matter to a Christian mm-hmm. makes perfect sense. The statement. The statement. That's, that's a good clarifying because I know right now someone is cringing because they believe all lives matter. Right. Exactly. So we're saying the statement black lives matter and the intent behind the statement should make sense to a Christian. Exactly. But the challenge is mm-hmm. that, well... We don't see it in the light of the Christendom. Mm-hmm. We're seeing it in the light of the political realm mm-hmm. and the country. I mean, just think about this. We're living in an extremely polarized environment right now. No. All right. Like, I mean, to the point where it's like extremes, like, no. like there's no middle ground. What? There's no gray area. Huh? <laughs> it's like black and white. No pun intended. <laughs> so, Interesting. Uh, you see that? You see I like that. where you went there. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so the idea is, you know, it's like if you go with Black Lives Matter, mm-hmm. right, then you're completely against everything else. Mm. And if you're all lives matter, then you're against everything that Black Lives Matter is about. Right. It kind of sounds mm. like if you're a Republican, then you're all Republican and you're Democrat. You're all Democrat. You know, there's there's no middle ground. You know, it's like you like Toyotas or Hondas. Mm. You like the Yankees or the Red Sox. You know, Yankees, like you kind of Yankees. Yankees all the way, baby. All right. So the <laughs> idea is that <laughs> that, you know, this is kind of how polarizing it is. Right. Yeah. And, and, and what I'm saying is, look, when we deal with people mm-hmm. 
And now I, I got to take it through the lens of Christianity, okay. right? There's something that we all have in common. Mm -hmm. We're all sinners. Mm -hmm. Nobody can debate that. No. And, and the point is, if we see it that way, and again, like I said last, last episode, you know, we, we use that to say, hey, if we're going to have a conversation, let's start with what we have in common versus what makes us different. Then maybe we can have open and honest conversations where we're going to respect one another and still address the topics. And we can agree to disagree, but it doesn't mean that I'm going to stop loving you or that you and I are going to be at odds. Yeah. And right now, that's where we're at. It's like we are at odds. You're here, you're there, done. And it's like the more polarizing we get, the more divided we are, the less we're going to be able to sort things out and work together to a solution. Right. Hmm. So there's some interesting things here. Now, in principle, I feel like we, we agree with this, especially as time has, has gone on. However, what happens when someone says, I can't say Black Lives Matter because of what the organization represents? All right, PJ. So Black Lives Matter, right? This is this is let me start by clarifying a, a quick point. Um, and let me stop hitting my microphone. Um, <laughs> uh, Black Lives Matter was established in 2013 with the Trayvon Martin uh, situation. I said it was six years, so it's actually seven years now. But it was four years ago that they actually organized. Okay. okay? Now, here's the thing about uh, Black Lives Matter. They have a, a, a website you can go to and uh, blacklivesmatter.com and read what they're about. I'm not going to do that, but I'm going to address some of the the challenge points, if you will, for the movement. Okay. Okay. I mean, it's evident. They are unapologetically pro-black, right? Okay. And well, they, they bend in that side, lean on that side. Okay. Go ahead. All right. I, I just don't know what that means. I'm Someone is all unapologetically black in their positioning. I, I was reading that in their statement. And Okay. So, so here's the thing. It, 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 you read that mm -hmm. and you're already saying divisive, right? Polarizing because it's like, I'm all black that, here. That's what I think. Right. I mean, I'm saying, and, and that's what I get from it too, but I'm just saying it, it, it's evident mm -hmm. that that's what it is. Otherwise, they wouldn't have called it Black Lives Matter, right? So it's kind of like... Oh. I, I, okay, I get it because it goes with the statement. I'm, I'm just, if you put that in your statement, and we're getting a little off topic here, but if we put that in our statement about any ethnicity, it, it, gets, it gets dangerous. For instance, if I said I'm unapologetically Hispanic, not a problem. But it does get hairy when some, if someone were to say I'm unapologetically Caucasian. That becomes a problem. Yes, because then the concept is you're KKK. <laughs> you know, like that's kind of the other side of the of the equation, right? When somebody's like, hey, I'm all for uh, whites. And I want to be careful how I couch this. Go ahead, couch it. <laughs> because if we're if I'm honest, it makes sense to me that someone would come up with that argument. Mm -hmm. Because obviously we have to have things like Black History Month because the black history has not been acknowledged. Right? We have to have certain uh things that are for certain ethnicities. However, and maybe they need to do it differently. Maybe it's an Irish uh a month or whatever, but it almost seems like if we go too far in one direction, we can also tell a, a white child, hey, you're just a big jerk and dummy, and we're not going to acknowledge you because of the racism that your great-grandparents did, and so you're not 
you're not worthy to be celebrated anymore as your ethnicity. Well, look, this is, again, I don't want to go too far deep down this rabbit hole, yeah. okay? But this is my position. Okay. I don't even think we should be celebrating Black History Month. Okay. Why? Because this is exactly the message we're giving. Mm -hmm. Indirectly, we're trying to right a wrong. And we created this, hey, let's celebrate those who are being overlooked. Well done. But the expense was, now, do we have an Asian history month mm -hmm. do we have a latino history month you know all of these people who are part of the fabric of the united states of america sure. right so i understand what they were trying to accomplish and i didn't go into the whole history because we don't have time right right but the idea is hey we in trying to right a wrong we also dropped the ball and created other issues okay so that's and we're good enough in the rabbit hole but i want to why i wanted to point this out is because i feel like when we have conversations um, no matter how well your organization is doing in one way or another, I feel like we need to be careful that we aren't using language that is divisive or that is inflammatory, mm -hmm. or that if someone else used for their own side, you would deem as inappropriate. Yeah. Because I do believe if someone were to say, I'm unapologetically white, they would be demonized. Mm -hmm. And... I understand why they would be demonized. I understand where the, the reason is coming from, but we need to make sure that our language is used in such a way and that we're having conversations in such a way that we're comfortable with someone using that same language on us. Right, and, and I agree with that. I, and that's one of my pet peeves, is I, I, I despise it when someone uses language against me that I cannot use against them. Hey, the Bible tells us, do unto others, you would have them do to you. I mean, hey, All it right. covers that, doesn't so, it? So, so it's, I just want to bring that out just because of that. I want to make sure that when we're having conversations, we're open and honest and we're saying, hey, listen, it's okay to use these words no matter where you're at if you're willing to let others. Well, anyways, we got off on a little rabbit hole there, but that was in reading kind of part of their statement. Um, so get us back on track. Okay, so so here's here's some of the parts of uh, BLM, Black Lives Matter, mm -hmm. that, that, char that, that it, it makes it difficult. Like well, this is where the people, religious people. Now let me let me put that umbrella. Okay. Now. Now you're talking about Black Lives, the move, the organization. Now, not the statement. Correct. Okay. Correct. So 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 this is what they one of the one of their statements under what they're about. Okay, is we're guided by the fact that all Black Lives Matter, regardless of actual perceived sexual identity, gender identity, gender expression, economic status, ability, disability, religious beliefs, or disbeliefs immigration status or location all right here's another one we make space for transgender brothers and sisters to participate and lead and then one of the other ones is we cultivate an intergenerational and communal network free from ageism we believe that all people regardless of age show up with the capacity to lead and learn and then um this is the other one that is being nitpicked we disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family structure requirement by supporting each other as extended families and villages that collectively care for one another, especially our children, to the degree that mothers, parents, and children are comfortable. Okay. There's, there's a lot to unpack there, by the way. There sure is. Especially as, as Christians, and, and we're, we are traditional Bible-believing Christians. We believe Bi the Bible is the authority of God, so mm -hmm. that's where we're coming from. Yes. Um, so some of these uh, statements will rub us interesting, maybe not in a way that we're comfortable with. But if you read them as a whole 
and perhaps not taking them out of context. I got to be honest with you, that's pretty much what the United States of America should be if we have the freedoms we say we should have. At least, I'm not talking about the nuclear part. I'm, I'm talking about the other one where it says, you know, we, we allow them to be a part of it or we they, they need to be safe, right? Is it, Am I reading that wrong? No, you're reading it right. And here, here's the thing. And I know that, that uh, there are those who demonize the seminary, right, for what they teach us. But one of the places where where my religious beliefs were challenged was at the seminary, mm-hmm. where they're trying to get us to understand something. God is not about control. Hmm. Okay, God is not trying to say my way or the highway. He could have done that, right, when Satan slipped up. He could have just killed them eliminated him and you know boom no problem of sin but then he wouldn't be a loving god he'd be a dictator right right so so the the conversation came up where it's like you know what god is not going to force us to love him or follow him Mm -hmm. and then the idea is if god will not do that then we as christians don't have that liberty either Mm -hmm. we can't force people to live or follow what we believe Mm -hmm. So, so with that thought in mind, then this that they're saying is true because Christ died for everybody. So everybody matters mm-hmm. and everybody has the opportunity to be saved. Yeah. And, and so it's saying we are guided by the fact that all black lives matter, regardless of actual perceived sexual identity, gender identity. And so as Christians, we might start to feel uncomfortable about that. But why? It's saying that their lives matter. And... If they are a child of God, no matter what we think about their lifestyle or, or, you know, the way they're living that we may not agree with, their lives do matter. Yes. And that's where the challenge comes in. Okay. Because looking at the judgmental side of the church that I love, Mm -hmm. okay, um, you would start to see that people are, well, somewhat pushed aside because of their sinful life okay so so this is where the challenge comes in we do not support transgenders we do not support homosexuality we don't homosexuals right and 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 this takes me back to that particular comment where you still have to love the sinner even though you may uh, not approve of the sin or hate the sin okay okay but we struggle with this concept we struggle with the idea that somebody is different that somebody is sins publicly mm-hmm. and we don't know how to handle it. I'd, I'd like to couch that, that a little differently. I, Go ahead. I, couch Cause it. you say we, we don't support those things. I, I think that's the wrong language, at least for me. Okay. There are certain Clean things that biblically, uh, we believe that marriage is between a, a, a man and a, and a woman. Yes. We believe that's the way it was done at creation. We believe that that's was God's intent and that's the way he, he continues. However, we, we do support, every life and leading them to Christ and letting Christ mold them how he deems fit. Yes. Yeah, so let me couch, let me, let me clarify. Yeah. Okay. I want to so, make sure so that assumptions are, I know you and I know what you're trying to say. And someone's going to be like, he said, they don't right. support him. No, <laughs> so, no, that's not curse. You. No, no, no. I, pre- I appreciate that PJ. So, so here's the idea. Let me, let me couch <laughs> it this way. My experience has been yeah. that when somebody comes out as gay, mm-hmm. then we believe that God has to fix them. Before they can be a part of our church. Okay. You're saying historically that's what we historically. believe? Historically. Okay. Okay. And now and I'm saying, uh, as of late, people are becoming more gracious and mm-hmm. more patient, more merciful, more 
open-minded, mm-hmm. right, in, in this and finding ways to include everybody, mm-hmm. right? But this has been historically what I have experienced. Okay. This is maybe just my experience, okay? Mm-hmm. So maybe it's not yours who's listening, and, and that's okay. But I'm, but I'm just saying, you know, I've seen it play out in a way where these people are being marginalized. And let's say, yes, we believe that everyone, uh, salvation is extended to everyone. We get that. Mm-hmm. However, and you correct me if I'm wrong, this is, again, my experience. Maybe not yours, PJ, but help me out here. When we gave Bible studies, we gave them with intent to not just get them to accept Christ as their Savior, but to fit into the culture of our church, which means that you're going to eat a certain way, you're going to dress a certain way, you're going to talk a certain way, you're going to look a certain way as it pertains to like jewelry and what have you. So. Right? I agree historically that's been the way. And I guess my my first intent is to get them to love Jesus. And I want them to understand the culture of our church, mm-hmm. right? So that they don't come into our church and be like, wait, wait a second. Uh, obviously, we have these fundamental beliefs. Uh, so my goal isn't to get them to act that way, but to point out biblical standards that I hope God will lead them in the direction where he sees fit beautiful and that's and and that's from yeah and that's what i'm getting at where we're saying this is the culture Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. but then the idea is that's not how god functions Mm -hmm. because even we're talking about the fact that this is our second episode we're going to continue growing Mm -hmm. and we expect people to grow in their spiritual walk i mean paul says that you start with milk And then gradually, you don't stay at the milk. You gradually get to eat solid foods. So the idea is we want to be able to do that. Well, what if the word or or this truth, okay, was taken to somebody who was transgender Mm -hmm. or was homosexual? Mm -hmm. I have seen it where, okay, no, no, let's not even go there. Let's go somewhere somewhere even even a little more simpler. Mm -hmm. Let's go to somebody who who wore jewelry. All right. How how about... Yeah, let's go there. Or drink alcohol. Yeah, let's, let's drink alcohol. Okay, yeah, yeah. drink alcohol, fine. <laughs> All right? So so we're giving Bible studies to somebody. Yeah. We find out that they have that habit mm-hmm. of drinking alcohol, right? Mm-hmm. I've heard of people who weren't able to be baptized because they had that, that addiction. Mm-hmm. And what I'm saying is, who are we to keep somebody who has decided to follow Jesus and accept them as their Lord and Savior to not baptize them sure. now here now now this is my peppy and i'm gonna go on, now this is taking oh, us off topic oh man okay? here but we go it's curse turn it's curse right. turn so so here's another thing that i that i'm saying you know i i would love for our church to address yeah which is why is baptism synonymous with membership in our church mm-hmm. we should be able to separate that because the idea is like you said earlier you were trying to teach them about the culture of our church mm-hmm. that is one thing separate Mm-hmm. from salvation that is found in those who believe in Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So if you believe in Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. then you should be able to be baptized. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to being a part of or a member of the church because of its cultures, and we make that clear to the to the baptismal candidate, then we can say, well, your membership in the church is different. right? And we would like to see these things, right? But when you make it synonymous, then people take the freedoms to keep somebody in essence, okay, I say in essence because, you know, once you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you know, baptism is important. I, I do believe in baptism, but mm-hmm. I'm saying if you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, baptism isn't going to save you. Jesus right. will, right. right? But that's my concept. The One of those things that just drive me, 
<sighs> yeah, and, and so bringing us back a little bit. Bring me back. And th- this is what I love about candid conversations, guys. This is how you know we're not scripted. We got into baptism. We got into uh, the church membership here. Uh, that all stemmed from this one conversation. But I, I think we can we can bring it back in the fact that... So we have these sticking points with the Black Lives Matter uh, mission statement. Mm-hmm. So in other words, how with gender identity and, and sexual identity and transgender uh, brothers and sisters. Um, but also the one that talks about disrupting the the um, nuclear family structure that is so important to us Christians. Yes. Which probably should be eh, one of our highest priorities. It actually should be our, you know, there's God mm-hmm. and then there's our family. That's correct. That's what it should be. Mm-hmm. And so we should actually be taking a look at that space a little bit more than the other one. And I think I have heard people say, well, don't, don't you see they, they disregard the, the family structure. Now, the way I read it, I believe it could be read two different ways. But here's my thing. If we read it carefully and we have a conversation with them about what that exactly means, that might mean some, it might mean something different than what you think it means. Because to me, I read it this way. We disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family structure requirements. Now, I don't because I believe the nuclear family structure is important. By, but here they continue, by supporting each other as extended families and villages. But that makes kind of sense, mm-hmm. right? Like as a church, we should be able to be a support to the families around us, mm-hmm. right? Now they're just saying we want to be more of a, 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 a wider support that collectively care for one another. That actually sounds like a church concept. We collectively care for one another, especially our children, to the degree that our mothers, parents, and children are comfortable. Now, I do feel like fathers should have been included in this, mothers, fathers, right? Because as a father, I feel like that's important. They do put parents. Now, I understand where people get their concept. Oh, they're trying to say the nuclear family isn't important. Mm -hmm. But we also are talking about we need to protect those families that for one reason or another don't have the traditional nuclear family. Correct. What if a spouse has died? What if there is divorce? What if there is you know, uh, child out of wedlock. Does that mean as Christians, we stop supporting them? We shouldn't. Exactly. So I feel like we need to be careful how as Christians we do this, but okay, let me, let me turn this even back around. Even if these statements were blatantly clear against what we believe in, how should we react? I would say in a Christ-like manner. Okay. What is that? What is I guess I'm trying to get somewhere, and so I'm I'm just trying to say, can we support a Black Lives movement and not agree with everything they say? Yes, and you know when that happens? Oh. In my humble opinion. Okay, all right. All right? It it. is when we value the relationship over being right. Mm. Okay. That's when I believe we can coexist and not fully agree. And this is and this is the same conversation. Now we're seeking unity, right? This is part of our mm-hmm. why we're doing this conversation, right? Mm-hmm. And the point is this: when I value being right over a relationship, we're going to separate because now we're taking a competitive approach, where I want to be right, no, you want to be right. Now let's fight to see who's going to be more right, mm-hmm. or who's going to be right. Mm-hmm. Well, when you value the relationship. You take the approach of saying, you know what? You matter to me. Mm -hmm. 
as a human being, as a person, right. as a son of God or a daughter of God, you are important to me. And mm-hmm. I want to value you over me being right. Okay. I, I'm going to disagree with you there a little bit. Sure. Because there's certain things that I believe God calls us to, to truth. He calls us to act a certain way. Yes. Right? Now, by, but I believe he expects us to do that in a non-judgmental way. In other words, I'm going to, if God has called me to do something and my heart has been called to that, I need to make sure that I am right with God in that and that I'm staying true to that. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so I need to make sure that I'm true to what I believe. Um, but when it comes to this, I may disagree with part of their, part of their statements. Um, and I agree with you 100% that we need to value relationship, but relationships do count people accountable. Oh yeah. They do hold people accountable. Of course. Of course. So, so here's my kind of thought on this. Yes, we can say black lives matter or not get bristled or not get upset or actually maybe even go on a march that's supported by black lives matter. If it's standing for the things we agree on, Mm mm-hmm. In other words, if the march is against police brutality, mm-hmm. which I believe everyone should believe in, right? Any kind of brutality we need speak speak against, we should across the board. We can march on that. If they're marching against the nuclear family, well, then I say I can't march with you on that. Correct. There was a pastor I once heard, and um, I can't remember what pastor it was, but he was working with a uh, an LGBT uh, group. LGBT. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and he was working with them uh, for the eradication of AIDS and AIDS awareness. Mm-hmm. And someone asked him straight out. Now, he was a, a, a really popular mega church pastor. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and it, it really struck me. He's like, well, hey, listen, I agree with them with eradicating AIDS. So why can I not stand with them on something I believe in, even if I disagree with another aspect of theirs? Mm-hmm. I need to be able to work together with them to eradicate this problem. So if we believe racism exists, mm-hmm. and by the way, if you don't believe racism exists, uh, it, it does. It really does. I mean, I've seen it. You've seen it. It, it was in the Bible. Yeah, it, it's, it's been <laughs> since the beginning of time. There's no, such, there's no such thing as it doesn't exist. But if we believe racism is wrong, we should be able to stand up for that with a brother and sister who believes in that, even if there's another aspect of their life they don't, we don't agree with. Yeah, and I want to piggyback on the fact that you said, you know, there's a truth that God put in your heart. Mm-hmm. And you can share that truth, the Bible says, in love. Mm-hmm. Mm. So you share the truth. I'm not saying to, to negate your truth. Tell the truth. But you have to tell the truth in love. This is why we said the, the ground rules of being respectful in that process. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. How about I say this? Someone comes to me and says black lives matter. And I say, no, the truth is that all lives matter. It's true, but it's not in love. Correct. It's true, and you know you're saying it in a way that is inflammatory to the situation exactly which is when we said you want to listen to understand and not listen to respond or debate this is why we're saying here look we're not saying you have to accept everything that they stand for we live in a sinful world there are elements to a lot of things look here's 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 one that's gonna that's gonna nudge us a little bit okay okay so so how about you like football. I like football. We mm-hmm. like sports, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And the idea is football advertises alcohol all the time. Mm. They're in bed with the alcohol 
business, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. All right. So the idea is what? Do I support everything the NFL does? No. Mm. But does it mean that that I'm not going to watch it? No. I mean, look, look. Let me take us to another to another place. And I know uh, time is running, but but here's <laughs> here's the deal. Kaepernick kneeling. Oh no, that's another day. That's another topic. That's another not right day. Now. Oh come no, on. No, we're not talking about kneeling today. All right, fine. Then I won't go there. Okay. But the point is this: you're gonna find things on on Earth mm -hmm. that you're gonna agree with to a certain degree, but then you don't go the full degree. Mm -hmm. Does it mean that you're gonna completely throw it out and not support it at all? No. That's not the case. Think about those things that you support right now. I'm sure you don't support everything. I mean, look at this. Look, okay, let me use a simpler okay. example. Apple. Apple, yeah. Apple is, most people have iPhones mm -hmm. that I know. Let me put it mm -hmm. that way, that mm -hmm. I know. Most of them right. have iPhones, right? Or some kind of Apple product. So the idea is this. Do you support the fact that uh, their CEO, Tim Cook, is a homosexual? Mm -hmm. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. And, and they're big on this whole movement right 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 so it's like do you support everything apple does or do you just like their products do you see what i'm trying to say yeah, yeah, it's the same thing that i'm saying we can apply to these things like you said earlier where if they're gonna march against something i believe in aka racism or police brutality by all means support it does it mean you have to be violent does it mean you have to be nasty does it mean that you accept everything that they're teaching no mm -hmm. that's not the case but we're saying you can be clear where you stand and still understand your neighbor without having to just cut them off just completely mm -hmm. all right i hear you i mean i i, I, I it's good it's, it's a good conversation um when it comes to black lives matter i want to kind of tie this all together here a little bit because we're how much time we're, we're running here we're over time oh ahead. we're over time all right sorry folks I, I hopefully this is at least getting you guys thinking um i, I want to make sure that we're not really falling off any ditch yes you know um as humans we tend to overcompensate one way or the other and i think we'll, we'll talk about this a little bit when we talk about protesting as well so maybe i won't get into that as much but i just want to make sure that we're having the conversations that we're not trying to um you know we're thinking about things like yeah, we're not pushing an agenda no no, let's, no let's i have no agenda clear. i have no agenda to push i don't have a problem personally with the black lives matter statement mm -hmm. if you do because of the organization that's fine, but don't be inflammatory. In my opinion, to say all lives matter is inflammatory. In my opinion, you should say, yes, we value the lives of our African-Americans who are being oppressed, who are being hurt, who are being downtrodden. Mm -hmm. That's a beautiful way to say it without, you know, compromising in your mind. I, I, personally, I don't feel it's a compromise, but I know some, some people do. Mm -hmm. But let's keep our minds open. Let's have conversations. Let's dialogue with people face-to-face maybe even over a meal, folks, <laughs> and get to know people and know where they're coming from. I mean, that's just that's just kind of where I feel like we need to be. Well, we've talked about this subject a little bit, uh, maybe a little bit over time. That's all right. Uh, but thanks for joining us for this episode of Diversity on a Hill. Yeah, remember to connect with us uh, via our email, mm -hmm. diversityonahill with a C mm -hmm. at gmail.com. And uh, let us know what you think. I mean, we want to know... Uh, if you need a clarifying, you know, if you have a clarifying question, if you have a comment you want to share, we want to hear from you. Yeah. Join, yeah. join our conversation. Yes. Yes. And again, we're, uh, we're going to take that into consideration. Again, we ask you to be respectful. It's part mm -hmm. of our ground rules. If you're not completely sure you want to dig in a little deeper on our ground rules, just go ahead and check out our first episode. We went deep into that. Yeah. And, uh, again, we are grateful that you decided to, to join us uh, once again. 
Yeah, and let's have a quick word of prayer and then we'll sign off. Let's do it. Loving Lord. Uh, yeah, conversations, they're interesting and they can go in a lot of different directions. And sometimes we feel like, ah, oh, I can't fully agree. And, and that's all right. But the, the reality is, Lord, uh, we just want you to be lifted up so that you can draw us together because the only way we can achieve unity uh, is through you. Yes, Lord. So we thank you for that. We thank you for uh, giving us this opportunity again. And thank you for the listeners and bless them uh, wherever they may be in their lives. And uh, we hope that we can connect again next time. We love you so much in Jesus name. Amen. Again, thanks for listening. I'm PJ and I'm out. And Pastor K here. Blessings. <laughs>